Chapter Six of the Red Cross Girls with the Italian Army. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Red Cross Girls with the Italian Army by Margaret Vandercook. Chapter Six. Guests at Sonia's Villa. As days passed, Nona and the three American girls who had crossed on the steamer with her became even more deeply interested in their work at the American hospital. Naturally, at first many things in Italy appeared foreign and unusual to them, but a little later on Nona, who had more European experience than the others, began to appreciate that there was actually a greater degree of the real American atmosphere here in Florence than in any city in Europe in which she had so far nursed and this was because so many of her own country people ordinarily live in florence as a matter of fact in time of peace florence is one of the most cosmopolitan cities in europe many persons besides americans english and german as well lovers of the arts of the past more than those of the present and possessing small incomes of which they wish to make the most have for many years chosen florence as their home the city of boccaccio of dante michelangelo and later of the beautiful married life of elizabeth and robert browning however when italy cast in her fortunes with the entente allies the greater number of foreigners departed from her cities and as germany had become an enemy country it was presumed that all the germans were scattered but nona was pleased to discover that at least there remained in the city of florence a sufficient number of her own countrymen to make her feel remarkably comfortable and at home and they were also wonderfully hospitable and cordial to all the newcomers the hospital where she was nursing was of course entirely run by american funds and had a distinguished american physician as its head moreover each day nona used to watch charming american women coming into the hospital with gifts of books and flowers and food for the wounded soldiers now and then entering a room unexpectedly to take a temperature or to administer a dose of medicine it struck nona that she might possibly be interrupting a romance what she would see would have represented a romance in the united states or in england or in any anglo-saxon land for the dark eyes of the soldier would be gazing ardently toward his woman or girl visitor and his entire expression would represent admiration if not something approaching adoration but nona was yet to learn to understand the latin temperament to know that italians are natural flatterers of women and it is not possible they can mean all that they may say but at present nona learned that one of the greatest hardships which the war had brought upon florence was the increasing poverty of the city as florence depended so largely upon her foreign population their disappearance meant for her a heavy loss so once or twice nona wrote sonya not to worry over failing for the present to assist with the war work since at least she was aiding the cause a little by spending her money in italy Nona also endeavored to persuade Mr. Latham to this same point of view in order to disarm his criticism of her friend, but apparently he was obdurate. The big doctor, as the American girls continued to call him, had also established himself temporarily at the American hospital in Florence. He was working there with the other surgeons, interesting them in his new discovery for the treatment of infected wounds. Later he intended to go to other hospitals nearer the Italian front it chanced that sonya had never come in contact with dr latham since their accidental meeting in the tea gardens in naples therefore she had never spoken to him of the conversation she had with the young italian singer carlo navara at his suggestion nevertheless sonya was delighted to hear through nona of the american physician's presence at the same hospital 
for however brusque and disagreeable his manner had been to her in their few meetings she knew that he would watch over nona and the new red cross girls with a special interest she was grateful for this because until recently she had not been separated from nona in more than a year and now while nona continued her red cross nursing in florence it might be possible to see but little of her for a few days after her first visit to the villa felice sonia had taken the house and moved out there as a matter of fact she had not been into the city a single time since however in sonia's surmise that the american doctor would be particularly interested in the four new red cross nurses apparently she had been correct there were times when nona was almost surprised by the interest he seemed to take in her whenever she had a free hour he appeared to like to be allowed to spend it with her either in sightseeing or in visiting new acquaintances who asked them in for afternoon tea but nona decided that although dr latham was almost old enough to be her father nevertheless he must be lonely and wished someone to amuse him however there were times when she would rather have preferred his finding someone beside herself for florence contains probably the two greatest picture galleries in the world the uffizi and the Pitti galleries and as nona was intensely interested in pictures she would have liked to spend many of her free hours in them but unfortunately dr latham was so scornful of artists as he was of the idle rich the fact that their work had been preserved through the centuries and represented many hundreds of thousands of dollars did not affect his opinion in the least artists ancient or modern he announced to be a poor lot however one morning when sonya had been settled in her italian villa for about ten days nona received a note from her the note asked if it were possible for nona and the three girls dolores king molly drew and agatha burton to drive out to spend the afternoon with her the note further explained that the two young italian owners of the villa felice whom nona had previously met having a leave of absence from the front were then visiting friends in the same neighborhood as they were anxious to know american girls they were coming to tea and were to bring several of their friends immediately on reading sonya's letter the invitation struck nona as extremely agreeable she was of course anxious to see sonya as soon as possible and to find out how she had arranged her small but not altogether simple household since it was formed of so strange a combination as bianca and bianca's mother moreover nona frankly confessed to herself that she had enjoyed meeting the two italian signors and that she had particularly liked the older one whom she had since thought of as the artist soldier moreover she knew that the three other girls would be pleased by the opportunity of an afternoon of freedom and the experience of an italian tea-party several times molly drew had remarked lately that she hoped sonya whom she called the beautiful lady had not forgotten them as soon as it was possible to leave her work nona slipped away on a pilgrimage to find the other three girls and to deliver sonya's message she was passing the open door of one of the wards when unexpectedly dr latham stepped out into the hall nona thought he looked uncommonly grave even for the big doctor whose expression was usually serious however his expression changed when he caught sight of her you are the very person i was thinking of he announced unexpectedly unfortunately nona had no idea how pretty she appeared in her red cross uniform which is however an extremely becoming costume for most girls and women and nona had grown much prettier in the last year of her return to her old home in south carolina with sonya for the first time since she could remember there had been another woman in her home whom she could love and who also cared for her for nona had almost no recollection of her own mother who had died under strange circumstances when she was a little girl 
the rest had also been good for her and the freedom from care for sonya still had sufficient money invested in the united states for them to live upon comfortably therefore nona had lost the too ethereal look which she had revealed upon the day of her first meeting with the original red cross girls barbara mildred and eugenia her pallor had disappeared so that now she often had real color in her cheeks and her thinness could be called slenderness moreover she had more vivacity and self-assurance for sonya's influence and affection had done much for her nona stopped of course when dr latham spoke to her although showing that she was in a hurry to move on as soon as possible again i want you to promise to spend your free time in the boboli gardens with me this afternoon these warm florentine spring days are so enchanting they even affect an old fellow like me he continued nona shook her head sorry but i have another engagement she answered careless at first then noticing his disappointment she was more sympathetic after all why not take dr latham along with them to sonya's it might be pleasant to have a masculine escort moreover she liked and admired the big doctor so much it was nonsensical that he and sonya should continue to be prejudiced as a matter of fact nona knew that sonya's feelings against dr latham was not very deep one way or the other he had not attracted her and at present she did not wish to be annoyed by strangers she had been forced to know so many people in her crowded life that now she wished to be alone whenever it was possible and to take a holiday from them but dr latham might not be so easy to influence however nona made up her mind to ask him to go with them he was obstinate at first but i don't like your friend and she does not like me and as she has not asked me and i don't drink tea just why should i go he demanded but nona only laughed why to please me and although dr latham growled something or other none too polite to sonya in return nona knew he intended to do what she wished i've got one condition he added i'm going to make another effort to make that friend of yours useful to us in our red cross work as nona was anxious to be off she nodded her head oh persuade sonya to anything you like if you think that you can manage her but i wish she would let me tell you her real history then you would not do her the injustice to think she is merely idling in italy for no reason without waiting for any more conversation nona then disappeared it was a task to find the other three girls and to deliver sonya's invitation at a moment when they were not too busy to listen however after this was accomplished the superintendent of the hospital was kind enough to allow the four new red cross girls a holiday for the entire afternoon she wished to make their stay in florence as agreeable as possible without interfering too much with their work and just at present the hospital was not crowded during her second drive to the villa felice nona felt as if she were already familiar with the landscape and enjoying pointing out its beauties to her four companions as they walked up the path they found sonya whose other guests had already arrived sitting with them on the green slope of lawn before the her villa and surrounded by its ornamental lemon and orange trees there were four italian soldiers present this afternoon and another girl nona could not be sure of her age as she was wearing a big floppy leghorn hat which partly concealed her face bianca was with them too but she was a little back from the others with her hands folded in her lap in the demure fashion which seemed characteristic of her sonya came quickly forward to meet her new guest she was especially cordial to dr latham as nona guessed she would be under the circumstances one can never be rude to a guest in one's own home under any circumstances and moreover sonya had really almost forgotten her attitude toward the american doctor in her their earlier acquaintance 
Nona noticed that Bianca waited quietly until the other introductions were accomplished, and then came forward to greet her and to meet the others. Her manners were just as self-possessed, and she seemed as much at home as during their first meeting. However, when the introductions were over, she went back to her place and sat down quietly again, attempting to take no part in the general conversation. Yet Nona could not help glancing curiously toward the younger girl now and then, and wondering why she seemed so unlike any American girl of her age whom she had ever known. However, she could not give much attention to Bianca. Nona was also entertained by the pleasure Dr. Latham showed in Sonia's unexpected cordiality to him. He thought, as most men do, under a charming woman's influence. Indeed, Sonia saw that the entire company made much of the American doctor, and although he laughed and protested somewhat brusquely at the compliments which were paid him, no one really objects to being treated as a hero. Of course, during the first part of their visit, the conversation among Sonia's guests were general. However, Nona was pleased because, as soon as it was possible, Signor Zoli came over and quietly took the chair next to hers. She thought he looked more agreeable than ever, and unlike what she had expected of an Italian, with his tiny pointed beard, his golden brown hair, and his skin almost the same color. If Nona had not seen so much of the soldiers of the Allied nations during the present war, she might have been surprised at Signor Eugenio's apparent gaiety, but this seems ever a part of the soldier's strange profession, that, when not engaged in actual service, they are ever the merriest and most sweet-tempered of men. "'It is good to see you again,' he said, at the first opportunity to speak to Nona without the others hearing. "'My brother and I have been again to call on your friend, and our villa seems more like home than it has since my mother's death. We chance to be having a leave of absence from the front, and are staying with the Princess Carnia, who is an old friend.' Nona must have looked a little surprised, because her companion laughed. Oh, the princess comes from Chicago, but she is a princess nevertheless. Her husband, who was very much older, is dead. The princess Carnia was Sonia's other guest, whom Nona had first thought to be a girl. She realized now that she was a little older than she had seemed at first, although she could not be much more than twenty. The princess has a large fortune in sausage or something, the young Italian artist went on explaining good-naturedly for Nona's benefit. So her mother, who was a very ambitious American lady, married her to the prince when Laura was not eighteen. Forgive my using her first name, but our mothers were old friends, and my brother and I have known her ever since she first came to Italy. Nona looked across at the stranger with great interest. She did not think she was either pretty or attractive in her manner. She had rather small dark eyes and a large nose and a restless fashion of talking. However, her companion went on talking and attracted her attention again. "'I wonder if you have the opportunity later, if you will come to look at my studio with me sometime this afternoon. I have been spending a few hours there every day during my leave. It is not far away. You see, I had a tumble out of my airship a short while ago, and I've been waiting around until I was thoroughly mended. So I have been working in my studio now and then, as much to kill time as for any other reason.' Nona nodded. I'll come with you with pleasure. I should like very much to see an Italian studio, she returned cordially. But at this moment Nanina, the Italian housekeeper, appeared with a tea tray. She placed it before Sonia, who began acting as hostess. But before Nona could suggest that she be allowed to assist, Bianca had stepped quietly forward, and Nona saw that Sonia seemed to enjoy the younger girl's deft helpfulness. She was a little annoyed, but made no effort to take Bianca's place. 
yet nona wondered a little jealously what sonia's feelings toward bianca had grown to be after living in the house with her a number of days when tea was finished fortunately paolo zoli suggested that they all walk about the grounds for a time he and dolores king already appeared to have taken a decided fancy to each other but then dolores was the type of vivacious southern girl who was always attractive to men one could also readily imagine that paolo had the usual latin temperament which means he was a natural admirer of all attractive girls nona felt his older brother had a different nature and was more like an american for in all nona's experiences among foreigners she had remained true to the idea that she could never really care seriously for any man except one of her own countrymen she had been surprised by eugenia's marriage to the frenchman and more perhaps by mildred thornton's engagement to a russian general personally she had of course always liked dick thornton so that barbara had once believed she had been halfway in love with him but although nona had quite recovered from any fancy for dick barbara's marriage to richard thornton was one of the marriages of the original three red cross girls which she could understand and approve therefore nona's promise to sonya that she would not allow herself to become interested in an italian was certainly made in entire good faith the moment following paolo's suggestion the four american red cross girls and the four young soldiers started off toward the left of the villa the princess chanced to be talking to sonya and dr latham they insisted they had no desire to be disturbed nona glanced toward bianca feeling as if it were unkind to leave the younger girl sitting there alone without asking her to accompany them would she not feel wounded by the neglect however bianca did not even glance toward them and as her foster brothers made no effort to include her nona went on without knowing exactly what to do ten minutes later she found herself standing alone with eugenio zoli outside his studio how he had managed to separate her from the others she was not sure nona had an instant of thinking that sonya might not be pleased but then sonya was unnecessarily particular and besides she was no longer a child moreover sonya must like the two brothers or she would not be so friendly with them outside the studio building was of cheap wooden boards but wild vines had been trained over it so as almost entirely to cover the framework however nona was scarcely prepared for the charm of the room on the inside it must have been forty feet long with a high arched ceiling and had a great north window facing the light for furniture there was an immense divan covered with worn but exquisite pieces of tapestry a table and tall chairs carved with the heads of cherubs and the insignia of old florentine families there were half a dozen easels standing about with painted side of the canvas turned away but on the walls were a number of paintings which looked like old masters to nona except that they did not bear the magic names of the great artists but the greatest charm of the room was the glow of deep yet subdued color it seemed to have a strange influence upon nona she felt as if she were moving in a pleasant dream but won't you show me some of your own work now she asked after her companion had pointed out what he considered the best things in his collection i got them all for a song he explained boyishly and some of them really are rather good as a matter of fact nona was beginning to realize that the young italian was younger than she had at first thought from his manner and appearance he was actually twenty-two but his close-cut foreign beard made him look older then as the eldest son he had been in a measure the head of the house after his father's death i'll show you my work with pleasure i really do want you to see it 
I suppose that it is one of the reasons why I asked you to come here to the studio with me. Of course, it seems absurd for anyone to attempt to be an artist in Florence today, but, after all, that is the work I love best, however poorly I may succeed, he concluded with what Nona considered an attractive modesty. However, it seemed to Nona that Eugenio Zoli's work was charming, although she realized that she was not an altogether competent or unprejudiced judge but his paintings represented interiors of old churches in Italy, odd bits of Florentine landscape, such as a fragment of wall covered with a vine, and a figure of a nymph or fawn standing in the foreground. This is my latest sketch which I made one day when I was loafing back of the line in the Trentino, the young man said finally, leaning over and pulling a sketch out of a large portfolio which was lying carelessly upon the floor. He handed the sketch to Nona, and she saw the outline of a tall blue mountain with its crown covered with snow. Above it the sky was of the wonderful Italian blue. Caught up almost in the clouds was what looked like a giant white bird pausing for an instant before swooping lower toward the valley. But Nona, of course, recognized the outline of an airship. It is a sketch of a friend of mine reconnoitering over the Austrian lines. He was killed later that same day, the artist explained. Nona was embarrassed by her own emotion, because, of course, in these war times, the first thing each one of us should learn is self-control. And, unexpectedly, her eyes had filled with tears. "'It is a beautiful piece of work. I should think you would value it very much,' she said slowly. "'I don't know why, but it makes me recall a song I have always loved, The Wings of a Dove. It is as if your friend had flown away into his eternal rest.' Nona was not looking at her companion, but she was surprised to hear him say suddenly, "'I wonder if you would care to keep this sketch. If it pleases you, I would like you to have it. Perhaps you may remember me by it, because it happens to suggest the two things I am most interested in at the present time.' Nona flushed, partly with surprise, but more with pleasure in her gift. She did not know when anything had pleased her more. "'You are wonderfully kind,' "'But do you think I ought to have anything so valuable?' she was saying when she heard a slight noise at the open door. Glancing up, Nona saw that it was Bianca. Today she was wearing a white dress which was really suitable for a much younger girl, and made her look more like a child than ever. It was of sheer white muslin and lace with a short waist and a deep full skirt. Her hair, curled in half a dozen big, loose curls, was caught back with a black velvet ribbon. She was extraordinarily pretty, and yet it seemed to Nona Bianca could not be so old as she had said. She made her little curtsy as if she were yet a child. The Signora says you will please return to the villa at once. It is growing late, she declared as if she were repeating Sonia's exact words. Nona got up hurriedly. She was not surprised by the message, nor did she stop to wonder how Sonia could have known of her presence in the studio. Indeed, she was suddenly worried as to whether Sonia would be really angry. After all, she knew nothing of Italian customs. Perhaps she had been wrong to spend this quarter of an hour alone with so new an acquaintance. However, as Nona held firmly to her picture, she could not altogether regret her indiscretion. She had had a pleasant talk and a lovely gift, and there was really nothing to regret. However, she was glad that Sonia had no opportunity to speak to her alone or to ask questions. Sonia happened to be too much occupied with her farewells to her other guests. Evidently, Dr. Latham had carried out his threat, for she was laughing and at the same time protesting over something he must have lately said to her. 
but i told you dr latham that i had come to italy to rest not to help with the relief work among the soldiers for the present if you turn my house into a convalescent home it seems to me i may have rather more to do than the rest of you and you may not believe me i have earned a holiday just the same if i find a few italian boys who need a place just like the villa felice where they can rest and grow strong i've half an idea you will not turn them away dr latham added obstinately but nona saw that his opinion of sonya had altered for the time being at least however much he might decide to dislike her tomorrow he was under the influence of her charm at this moment by the way whatever became of the young italian boy the singer whom i turned over to you in naples did he return to the united states or did you transform him into a real soldier by a few words of encouragement he continued but sonya had no opportunity to reply for other farewells had to be said at this instant so far as nona and sonya were concerned their only private talk with each other was when sonya whispered at parting am i never to see you alone dear there are so many questions i want to ask so many things i have to tell you but please don't overwork I am missing you dreadfully. End of chapter 6